Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and today is March the 9th, 2020. I don't have any of my Monorail family members with me right now, but I will shortly. I have to do a special intro today, and that's because, as you all know, I'm a planner. I like to list out things we're going to talk about on the show, put together an agenda, and inevitably, I overplan, which is exactly what happened today. So, in order to prevent you the frustration of listening to a two and a half hour bloated mess of a podcast, I am going to chop it up with a little magical monorail editing and split it up into a couple of episodes. Here's what you're going to get today. A Mickey and Minnie runaway railway review. And we're jumping into the debate about whether or not boarding groups are better or standby with fast pass plus is better. I certainly have an opinion and everybody else does too. And of course, we all come to an agreement by the end of the discussion. So stay tuned for that. At the end of the show, segment number two. We're going to be joined by two very special guests, Nate and Serena, or as you know them, DVC Duo. You can find them everywhere. Go to their website, dvcduo.com, for an amazing blog, lots of great Disney information. They're going to join us in the second segment to talk about an event that we attended with them, which was Moonlight Magic at the Animal Kingdom. We had a great time when we went to the event, and we had a wonderful time talking with Nate and Serena. They're the best. So stay tuned. We got a lot of great stuff for you here. Before we get to it, I have a quick announcement for you. Two quick announcements. Number one, next week, we will have Nick Salcedo join the program. And this is going to be the first of a recurring feature on the show where Nick, our resident Disney travel planning expert, will join the show and answer any Disney travel planning questions that you have. In order for us to make an effective use of this segment, I need you to send us your questions. There's a lot of ways you can do it. We've got a Facebook post that you can add comments to. I pinned a tweet at Morning Monorail on Twitter that you can add your comments to. I also have a Gmail that you can send your questions to, mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. Or if you want to send Nick a voicemail, 407-917-2144. Here's the thing. If you guys submit your questions using any one of those methods by the end of the night on Wednesday, March 11th, I will enter you to win some exclusive Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival merchandise. Last year, we gave away a mug and a pin. Who knows what it'll be this year? It'll probably be something very good. So please send in those questions and that will automatically enter you for a chance to win Flower and Garden merch. So don't forget to do that. The other announcement is our live show is coming up on March 22nd. Please march march your calendars <laughs> or mark them however you want to do it. March the 22nd, 8:30 Eastern Time. 
I believe, is when we're going to kick off the show. Now, one note about that. I will tweet out a link to it. It's going to be on Podbean. I think you might have to create an account on Podbean in order to join the chat room and have a chance to actually join the conversation. There's a button you can click. It'll call us. You can actually be on the show. We're going to have a great time. Lots of fun stuff planned. So please, please, please plan to be a part of that. We would love to see you there. If you miss it, I will release the audio on Monday so that you can have that as your regularly scheduled Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Okay, without further ado, let's get to the show. Here we are. You are going to hear Samantha Monorail, Chicken Nugget, or Garrett Monorail, and me talking all about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I hope you enjoy the show. We love you. Talk to you soon. It is now time to discuss a ride that has caused a bit of a divide in the Diz Twitter community. Oh, and I'm going to make it worse. Yeah. I love you, my friends. Please don't at me after this. Before it ever opened, it was causing much consternation amongst our friends. I didn't know about this. Well, because it replaced one of the great nostalgia rides. Oh, the thing about that ride is that I don't remember a thing about it. Yeah. I don't think Garrett uh, has ever been on it. He went on the Great Monorail. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opened on March 4th, 2020. Too much fanfare. It was dedicated the night of the 3rd. They had a big event. There was a red carpet rolled out in front of the Chinese theater. It was so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. And now it is officially off and running. And we got to ride it. I've actually ridden it three times now. You guys got to ride it twice. Yeah. And... The debate kind of leading up to the opening was it's replacing what was a lot of people's favorite ride in Hollywood Studios. The great movie ride was much beloved by a lot of people. And I get it. I mean, that ride was basically like pure original MGM. Like that's what the studios was all about, you know. And it, and when you wrote it, it took you back to what the idea of that park was supposed to be. It took you into these great movies that you had loved all throughout the years. They were classics, you know? Right. But one thing that definitely happened in the last, like, I would say 10, 15 years of operation of that ride, they just didn't really bother to spend a lot of money on the upkeep. There was no effort to upgrade any of the scenes. If you guys remember in the last like five years, they actually partnered up with Turner classic movies. And I thought at that point there might be some upgrades to like the scenes or maybe the, just some aspect of the ride. And it really didn't change. So I'm not sure what the deal with that. I think that maybe they upgraded or uh, updated the the finale where they played the collage of all the different films from over the years. But I love that ride, too. I did. And I feel like I wish we could have had an updated version of that ride and still gotten what, you know, what we have now, which is the Runaway Railway. But unfortunately, that was not the case. So we got. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which actually is the first ever ride-through attraction to feature Mickey Mouse, which I think is pretty wild. It's weird. Yeah. Before we got to the ride, 
had you guys watched any ride throughs or had anything spoiled for you really? I had absolutely nothing. Nothing. So I didn't Garrett, see anything. Garrett and you, Sam, both went in totally cold. I hadn't watched any ride throughs, but I'd seen some pictures and I'd I'd read all of the you know, the media releases and different things. I knew it was gonna be a trackless ride. I knew that it was supposed to be like a 2D plus experience where they were trying to create like 3D effects without wearing glasses. I didn't even know it was a trackless ride. Oh, okay. So you were really in the dark. I'm not kidding. Like I knew nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I I knew absolutely nothing about it. When we first went in, I thought it was an actual train like together. Me too. Well, okay. Well, yeah, you guys, okay. We're even more in the dark than what I was, but you did know that it was using the Mickey shorts animation. Yes. I did know that. And you knew that you were supposed to be, like, immersed in the cartoon, right? Did you know that? I knew you were going to be in the cartoon, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I didn't know to what detail. Okay, so... I thought it was going to be, like, the show playing as we're going along. Yeah. For this conversation, we're probably going to get spoilery, I would imagine. I Yeah, we should try to hold back some. Let's hold back some. We can do that. So, like, for example, the pre-show. Without spoiling the pre-show, it's awesome... It's so cool. They they do a cartoon. It's a cartoon, which is the whole idea is you are attending the Chinese theater for a grand opening of the premiere of this Mickey short. Mm-hmm. We can say the name. It's Perfect Picnic. Perfect Picnic. Yeah. Right. So that's the idea. And the pre-show is you're in a theater and they're going to play the, pre- the cartoon for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then it goes awry. It goes awry. At the, anytime you put Goofy in charge of something, it goes awry. And he, he didn't cause this. He didn't, but he, he was the man behind the train controls. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then they find a really cool way for you to actually feel like you went to yes. the cartoon. There is a very cool way for you to um, actually become immersed in that cartoon and become part of it. So I know some of you probably have seen videos at this point or, or seen it, but personally... The pre-show and the special effects they do to transition you to boarding the ride, I think that's some of the best part of the ride. Like, I I really like the ride, but I think that that is really cool. I I like the ride's song. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Like, when it happened, I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) And then we went in. I'm going to tell you, I love the ride. Yeah. I do. I think it's so, I mean, I just think it's so cute. Mm -hmm. Um, It felt very disney I know I'm probably making everyone mad, you know, but I just thought, I don't know. I could see why adults and kids love it. It's Mm -hmm. not just a kid thing and it's not just an adult thing. Like it definitely hits all ages, Yeah, you know, and it doesn't feel boring. You're, you're dealing with a lot of funny stuff, really Mm -hmm. cute stuff. I love the new animation, so I thought this was just... Yeah, we're fans of the new Mickey shorts. Yeah, the Mickey shorts are very great. Mm-hmm. I just... This ride definitely has the same energy yeah. as the shorts. Yeah, and we could we could sit and just turn on Mickey shorts and watch them all day. Mm-hmm. So it's just... I don't know. It just kind of is kind of where I'm at, I guess, as a Disney fan. Yeah. There's Here. a lot of Donald. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like in, in a few of the scenes. He's not like, you know... A big part of it. Yeah. But he's there. I think one thing that speaks to the fact that you didn't know what to expect, Garrett, is our first ride through, you pushed the lap bar down so far that you nearly squashed the life out of your father I because you were worried about be like, falling out of the ride. I didn't think I was going to fall out. I just 
by instinct push that thing really far down. Yeah. So let's let's talk about what the ride vehicle looks like a little bit. So the it, it looks like a train when it pulls up and you're going to sit on it. Yeah. The front is the engine and it's all like it just looks like a train engine. It's like nondescript other than looking cartoony. Yeah. You can tell on the sides of it that it looks like screens, but there are curtains that are hanging down so you can't like see into the train engine. Mm-hmm. And then there are four, I think, ride vehicles there that sit four. behind the train engine. Right. All four of them have two rows each and they and you can sit like four to five people. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, in each row. They they don't make you like if you're a party of two or less, like one or two two or less. One or two people, you'll probably sit with a party of one or two. Uh, but if you're like a party of three, four, five, you're just going to take up the row. Yeah. They don't put single riders in with like a group of 3 usually is what I've seen. Yeah, it didn't seem like yeah. they were doing that. So you do have plenty of room and but you do share a lap bar. It goes down across the whole row. I mean, the ride, you're not going to fall out of the ride. They they make sure that adults are the ones that are sitting on the right where the door is, where you actually like get on and off the ride, but it gets a little jerky from time to time. Yeah, not jerky, just shaky. Shaky. It's not it doesn't hurt. No, it's not, it's not painful. It's not like primeval world. <laughs> I mean, it is one giant lap bar. Yeah. So if you have someone who's like terribly skinny <laughs> that's riding with you. They might be a little loose in the seat. Yeah, you'll they'll feel like they don't have a bar over them. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they push it down and squash the life out of their parents, and then they feel like they yeah. Have Garrett is teeny teeny. <laughs> it was very nearly where I had to ask them to open it up and let, like I was worried up the lap about bar. you because it was um, you know at a good spot for me, you know, where yeah. I I didn't feel like the next time where we didn't have it. <laughs> like Garrett and I were like <laughs> just yeah. there. Yeah, I could just like climb out. Yeah. yeah. We're not calling I was you much fat more comfortable anything, the second Dad. ride. <laughs> and I still felt snug. But anyway, so as the ride starts, like let's we don't want to talk about it like scene to scene or anything, but let's just talk about like in general, the idea of the ride is you're on a train with Goofy. He's going to take you to the park, Runamuck Park. Yeah. Yeah, he just wants to like give you a tour. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a calm ride around the park. Is yeah. what he tells you. Actually, the engine opens up. The windows on the back of the engine open up. And Goofy's there and he talks to you. It's so I think cute. it's really cool that he moves without... Like, the background moves... It's separate. Yeah, separate it's, it's like him. multi-layered. It's multi-plane. Which yeah. is what I think the whole 2D plus kind of thing is. Uh-huh. It makes it look 3D even though it's still 2D. Because it's not like just a screen. Yeah. He's in front of the background. He's in front of the backdrop, yeah. yeah. It's very cool. And, and it's funny because Mickey... Acts all concerned that Goofy's the one giving us a tour because Goofy always messes up. Yeah. But Mickey's the one who yeah, messes Mickey, it all Mickey up. Mickey is the one who causes the problem there. He does take responsibility, though, whenever... He does take responsibility. He does. It was a very grown-up thing of him to do. He, he yells, it's all, this is all my fault. This is all my doing. fault! But, yeah, Mickey and Minnie pull up in their car, and that's when you really start to see the way that they're going to create like this 2d animation in a 3d way because in the first room you get to see them like they're projected driving around on the little hills around um, all around the room Mm -hmm. and it that's one of the things i definitely want to say the projection on this ride is so high definition really hd some of the parts you can't tell yeah if it's like one of the ones where it's on a pane in front of the background Mm -hmm. or if it's part of the background yeah and it does a great job of using perspective to make things look closer or farther away. Yeah. All along, like Garrett said, the energy stays up. You've got nice little music playing. There's like all kinds of stuff going. But as soon as Mickey hits that switch track, 
all bets are off. And then that's when the cars start doing their own thing. So Goofy's train engine goes one direction. Everybody else goes another direction. Mm -hmm. And your cars are on their own at that point. And the rest of the ride, Mickey and Minnie are basically trying to save you from terrible disasters. Yeah, yeah. At every turn. And every room is like totally immersive, 360 degrees. There's so much to see, and there's no way to see it all. Yeah. You've got to ride it multiple times. You have to, yeah. And and each car kind of gives you a different perspective, too, because they whip around the rooms at different angles and, and get in different spots. So, you know, every time you ride it, that, that really increases the rewritability. It is really cool. And it's fun. It's energetic. There's... So much to see. There, apparently, this ride has more hidden Mickeys than any ride ever. Well, he's like the feature. <laughs> I know, but he's obvious. But then the hidden Mickeys as well are everywhere. One of the things that I find interesting is there's two particular aspects of this ride, two sections of the ride that are very similar to Rise of the Resistance. Now, it's going to draw comparisons to Rise of the Resistance anyway because it's a trackless ride that zips you around in different rooms and there's chaos happening. But... There are two things that happen that are very Rise-y. Yeah. Which is very interesting. And without giving too much away, the one that to me is very, very Rise of the Resistance-esque is the dance studio with Daisy. Yeah. I I think so, that part's cool because the, the car is like... <laughs> I didn't even think about the fact that people are going to be comparing it to Rise. Yeah. But when we got off, my first initial reaction was, I think I like it better than Rise. Yeah. I've had to think, I've thought a lot about this. This is very, actually, I don't know if I fully agree with my statement anymore. I think I was just really excited <laughs> because I I reflected on Rise and like the beginning and then when you get to the Stormtrooper area and then mm -hmm. some of the special effects with the lightsabers and stuff. I think what makes me feel that way is... The characters on the railway are all really good, mm -hmm. and the draw, like the animation and the projections and stuff, super amazing. Rise has some pretty wonky animatronics, and yeah. that's what gets me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Everything else is great, like you know the whole Adat and everything. I love it; it's so cool. And um, but there's like Hux, mm -hmm. and then Finn when he starts talking is kind of weird looking. Mm -hmm. And then Kylo Ren is like a buff dude in real life, but he like is as skinny as Garrett. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not right, though. That's not his stature, mm -hmm. you know? That kind of pulls it out a little mm -hmm. bit for me. But I still really like Rise. Mm -hmm. The animatronics in Runaway Railway were really good. I liked, um, I liked Daisy's animatronic. Yeah. And um, when, like, how it depends on where you're looking at Mickey and Minnie, how their faces are. Because, like, if they're right in front of you, their faces are just, like, mm -hmm. spheres. But then if they're to the side, you can see, like, the nose thing to the side of their face. Mm -hmm. It's really cute. Yeah. I think the finale is really impressive. It's, it's so cool. That's what I think gets me is just that has to... Be, well, first off, it's not breaking down as much. It um, is breaking down. It is it's breaking, breaking down, down, but it breaks down for, like, Shorter yeah. amounts of time, yeah. But it took a lot of work to make this happen, too. Mm -hmm. Maybe they learned some lessons from Rise whenever to help lessen the breakdown yeah. time or something. But because Rise, I don't hear is breaking down as much, even oh, though it's it still is still having problems, yeah. Yeah. And also, I can appreciate the fact that I can get in line mm -hmm. and get on this one, <laughs> but. 
rise, I have to be there right at 8 a.m. Yeah. And that makes things a little tougher, too. It's true. If you're not there first thing in the morning to try to join a boarding group, and even that's not a guarantee, because even if you are there to join a boarding group, you might get one that's too late. Right. So you might not be able to ride it. Like, for example, we arrived at, like, what? It was, like, noon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we didn't have any shot to ride rise yesterday. No, you can't. So, yeah. But before we get to, into more of that debate, let's wrap up our thoughts on the Runaway Railway. So... I think it's wonderful ride. I think it's great for the whole family. I think it's something that I'm excited to go back and ride again. It's definitely re-rideable. In terms of waiting for it, the posted wait times have been somewhere between, like, you could see it anywhere from 90 to, like, 120 minutes. What we saw in the morning, well, morning, when we got there at noon, it was posted 105. We were actually on the ride in, like, 55 minutes. Yeah, it went fast. The second time we did it, it was posted 105, and we waited a good two hours. It was yeah. almost exactly two hours. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. So it's it's a little bit of a crapshoot. Like you all said, when it breaks down, it's usually not down for long, like 30 to 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you're in line, now my experience was I was in line on Friday night. It broke down for about 45 minutes. Halfway through that, there were cast members coming through saying, we'll give you a return fast pass if you want to go and you can come back when it's back up. So you don't have to stand there and wait, which is nice. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like that it's in the Chinese theater. I I go back and forth on how I feel about the big neon lights in the on the Chinese theater because I think it's a bit of, um, it's like that neon invasion that Walt was always like, I like so sign, upset though. about like it around Disneyland, how he felt like he wanted to control the area and he didn't want all these tourist trappy neon lights around Disneyland and now you've got the Chinese theater with a big neon sign but it's on not, it. it's not like a tourist sign though. I know I know it's not it just it's a little weird but it's like a theater sign. it's a it's a cool looking sign yeah it's definitely a theater sign I love yeah. the sign it's like a a marquee pr- premiere thing yeah I, I think like it's cool. it I totally get it I yeah. feel like I I understand why people are bummed out because the great movie ride like i would feel the same if like twilight zone was taken out of tower of terror Mm -hmm. like that would hurt my heart so much you know so i get it i totally understand but i also do think that people should give it a chance because it is pretty awesome Mm -hmm. um i think if it was anywhere else it would need its own theater like it has to be in a theater yeah that's the whole point yeah it's built to be in a theater for sure because you're the, the end of it I mean, you exit the you exit the film, and, and I mean it's it's all perfectly themed to be in a theater, so it makes sense. Garrett, better than Rise? I don't know. Um, I think I had more fun on it, honestly. Okay. The only thing is that on the brochure thing they yeah. that they sent to us, you see the Ducktales characters, mm-hmm. but they're not on the they're right. not on the right. Yeah, and there's not much Donald. There is Donald, though. Like he He's talks. there, but there's not much He Donald. has voice lines. And the city scene, he's sitting in his... Um, it's, it's like, like a, a dress delivery. He's driving, and uh, he's waiting for you to pass, and he says, why does this always happen? <laughs> Have you settled on, you think it's not better than Rise, but it's still very good? No. I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm really struggling. I just... Yeah, I'm kind of with Garrett. Like, I loved Rise. I thought it was cool and um, exciting. But this one just was fun the whole time, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, you're just... There's one area on the ride where it's like almost like a dark ride kind of feel to it. Mm -hmm. And 
I just, that room, I love that room. Like, I don't know. I had fun the whole time. Like, mm. it's hard because Rise is really, really good. It is really, really good. If both rides had no weight you could walk on, which one do you go to first? Like, if you could walk on Rise, I would take that opportunity yeah, because you can't get on it if you're in the middle well, of Well, I'm just saying if that was the reality, like, you could walk on either one. Yeah, like, there aren't virtual boarding groups or anything. Yeah. You just get on it. Yeah. Then Rise because you need a virtual boarding group thing. <laughs> I, yeah, know. I know. I know what Garrett means, though. I Because it feels like Rise It's harder to get to. It's harder, yeah. That's not what I mean, though. I mean, like, if trying to put them on equal footing and just say, like... Boarding groups were never a thing, and you can walk on either one. I might do I think the I'd railway. go on Runaway Railway. Yeah. Hmm. I think I would. I would still do Rise. I still like Rise better, but I think Runaway Railway is very good. And now here's the question. Would you rank it above the Tower of Terror? <laughs> oh, man. I don't think that's fair. It is fair. Cause totally different kind of ride. They are different rides, but they're both attractions... At the Hollywood Studios, and you got to rank compare them. it to like Lightning McQueen's race. Yeah, I, and I would put it above that. I would much rather do Mickey and Minnie. Well, it, yeah, because it's totally different. Yeah, but there may be like kids who would say Lightning McQueen over Runaway Railway. I don't know. I don't think anyone would say that. Decide. Do it. My question is: Do you think it's the best ride in Hollywood Studios? Uh, Rock and Roller Coaster is really good. Yeah. So it's so for neither one of you, you wouldn't just put it as the best ride, but would you put it? Do you one think it deserves to be a tier one with? Oh yeah, Rise and with uh, Slinky Dog. Yeah. yeah, I actually think that this bumps Slinky Dog down. Like Slinky I think, Dog. I think being, I'd prefer to do that than Slinky Dog. Mm. Yeah, but I just Tower of Terror. Uh, yeah. I love the Twilight Zone I know. so much. I know. I did that purposely to, to make you struggle with it. So, Because I'd, I'd rather wait for Runaway Railway than Slinky Dog, because that queue is very boring. Just well, there, yeah, there's, you're just there. outdoors in line. But you can dance in you Runaway can. Railways. You can dance in the theater. The songs they play are pretty good. I do want to tell you this. I had the misconception that I thought that the photo ops that people were taking advantage of for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, I thought those were in the queue. They are not. So we should be very clear. If you're looking for the Potato Land photo op or the Yodelberg or whatever... It is not in the queue. It's it's over beside the Hyperion Theater. Like, you have to pass Frozen, and then over on the right, they've got these automatic doors that look like Mickey shorts. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to walk into... There used to be video games in there. Yeah. they. I think they just change it to different things all the time. Yeah. Well, now it's photo ops. E- ever it's, since I've gone there, it's been video games. Yeah. yeah. It's in between that and then the new theater where they actually are playing the Mickey shorts, which is at the end of that... Um, street right before you round the corner towards uh, Star Tours. Yeah, I think they should be playing Mickey shorts in like every restaurant. Oh, the Olaf meet and greet is there. Oh yeah, Olaf is right there. And then no. sorry, I was I was still trying to place it for people. Mickey shorts in every restaurant. Like that's inappropriate for have, those fancy restaurants. No, just have like a room that has TVs in it. Oh, that you could send the kids to. Yeah, I don't know, and um. I watched the Potato Land um, Mickey short. I really thought that one was pretty funny because I thought the Samba Mini was my favorite. But I kind of like Potato Land now. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a good one. The Samba Yodelberg is good is too. Awesome. Yeah, Yodelberg. Funny. Yeah. That one's a good one too. Yeah. I'll now I want to watch Mickey Shorts. <laughs> so, we were talking about it already. For this particular ride, you can either do standby or fast pass plus. Of course, it's been very popular. And people that are staying on Disney property have the opportunity to book those fast passes 60 days in advance. People who are not staying on Disney property have the 30-day window. Yeah, it sucks for us because we're just pass holders, so we only get 30 days. Yeah, so we haven't had a chance to get a fast pass, which is why we decided to go do standby. And luckily, I would highly recommend you all to check the Touring Plans app because if you do look at Touring Plans... They will tell you what the posted wait time is and then the actual expected wait time. And they're pretty close because people actually submit the times that they're waiting. It's Mm kind of like Waze. It's crowdsourced. Mm -hmm. So that information should be pretty up to date. And if people are moving through faster than that posted wait time, take advantage of it. And it'll tell you too, like right now the expected wait time is 90 minutes. Wait until this time because the ride will drop down until like 730 and then you can go ride and it'll be shorter. Right. So check that out. But... With this opening, on day one, March 4th, Monday morning, Monday morning, it was uh, Wednesday morning, initially, the wait time that was posted for this ride was 300 minutes. Jeez. Now, it wasn't 300 minutes in reality. In fairness, I was corrected online by several people when I tweeted out that the wait time was 300 minutes. And they said, well, it was just posted that. It went down really quickly. And that was never really 300 minutes. Fine, whatever. It actually was probably like 200 something initially. That's still way a lot. Yeah, that's too long. Okay. My point of the tweet that I made was, I don't want to wait 200 minutes for anything. I don't either. I don't care what it is. You could be watching the Sonic movie during that time. <laughs> you could do a lot of things during that time. Yeah, no kidding. And I'm even 60 minutes makes me go, eh. 60 minutes is a long time. Yeah. I mean, and I know we have a different perspective because we're here and we can go anytime. But you know what? My perspective has changed since we've lived here to the point where I would say to a person traveling down, don't waste your time standing in a 200 minute line. There are so many other things you could be doing that are going to make your visit so much better. I know you want to ride that ride. I get it. But that four or five minutes of that ride is not going to make that 200 lost minutes worth it. I yeah. promise it Gotta won't. Gotta go watch like Muppet Vision. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch Muppet Vision. Give Muppet Vision some love. But Help basically... clean up the seats. Yeah. But basically my point in having this feeling and having this emotion is that I think there's a better way. Yeah. And I am a fan of the idea of virtual queues. Now, do I think the boarding groups they do for Rise are perfect? Absolutely not. Definitely not. I would never say that. But do I think it's better for a wildly popular ride to have the option to do a virtual queue as opposed to standing in a 200-minute line? Absolutely. Yeah. Hands down. And I realize that means, well, if I'm going to do that, that means I have to get there at 7.30 in the morning. I have to stand there and hope that my technology works so I can join the virtual queue. And even if I do everything successfully, I might be in group 145, and that never gets called. Although, like, I get it for Rise because everybody's trying to get to Star Wars um, area to Batu, um, and they're really wanting to do these rides. So I totally get it for Star Wars. I don't think they should do virtual queues for like the mickey and minnie's runaway railway if the lines were consistently 120 minutes plus why not 
But then they'd have to drop more throughout the day if they got people through. Well, see, and that's an option. I almost think that maybe they ought to do it where they released some in the morning, some in the afternoon, some in the evening. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just have it, because that would make it run smoother, getting some, like, them done. And then when they're done with that, they can release some. Yeah. They should do that for Rise. Yeah. Like, let people know whenever they're going to drop some. So do a certain set in the morning. Mm -hmm. Do another, like, and then if they get everybody through that they've had for the morning, they could do, like, a random surprise drop, you know, and then the regular time periods that they... Mm -hmm. I don't know, because it is a bummer. Like, what if you've got little kids, Mm -hmm. you want to do these things, but they can't get to the park that early. Right. You know, especially people when I see these parents walking around with five kids. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, bless you, number one, because this is a a chore all in itself. But like that getting everybody together and out and everything like that, just so you can be in a crowd hoping to hit that button at eight. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. But here's the flip side of that. Flight of Passage consistently has weights over 120 minutes. Oh, no, I know. And if you want a weight less than that, on an average day, you need to be at the park before it opens. And even if you are, you're going to get in line and you're probably going to have to wait at least an hour. So you're still getting your kids up really early, still having to to get to the park way before it opens to get a good spot. And then you're going to have to make those kids first thing in the morning wait in an hour plus line, possibly. Yeah. Is that better? I mean, I. but what I'm saying is I agree. Yeah. It's not better, but why not stagger the releases? Yeah. No, I agree. So, And that actually will segue into one of the phone calls we received. Because while we were talking about this this week, I tweeted out a poll to get the opinion. Because I realize in the Disney fan community... There's a pretty big divide between people who like the virtual queue system and those who feel more comfortable with standby and fast pass. So I tweeted out a poll. I did say, now my opinion, obviously, I'm a person who loves the virtual queues, but I realize a lot of people aren't. So would you prefer, do you typically prefer traditional with the fast pass or the virtual queue system? We got 136 votes and it was very close. Wow. 51% prefer standby with fast pass. 49% are virtual queue. And just so you know, with 136 votes, that's like two people. Two people more voted for standby with fast pass than virtual queue. That's so really close. That just goes to show you exactly we're split down the middle. There's no one right answer, I think. But I just think I would much rather be able to virtual queue for something and then go do other go stuff. Do things while you wait. Like go to restaurants, go to lounges, go shop, go ride Muppet Vision, go do whatever, and then be called to come back. So that's my personal opinion. But we had other people chime in. So let's talk a little bit about what they said to us. So this was from Disney Pick a Day. That's Lewis. Hey! It's our friend Lewis. Yeah, they're awesome. Him and his wife are great. He said, I want them to go to 100% virtual queues. There could be two of them, one for fast pass, one for standby. It's basically what the DAS pass does for you. Waiting normal time, but not in line. Only downside is all the people usually in queues would need somewhere to sit slash wait. 
Right. So he's talking about, I think it's like a disability pass mm. where if you can't stand in line, yeah. like it's like come back, right? So what he's saying is if you weren't in line, you would need somewhere to hang out until you were called. That's fair. Maybe there would need to be more sitting, more park areas, you know, That's something like point. that. Yeah. Because um, you, maybe you couldn't just go walk through the shops and maybe you don't want to go sit in a restaurant or whatever. But, right. but yeah, that's true. A Mandalorian at magical underscore Mand. She said the virtual queue's awesome. I don't understand why you wouldn't like it. Like sometimes I don't mind standby, but not for 300 minutes. If you have kids that just can't stand in a line for that long, virtual queues are literally the best. And that's one of my points. Yeah. She makes a great point, too. Yeah. Um, Jeff B. at Schmelty said, pretty sure this is going to be split down the middle between locust, loc- locust. <laughs> between locals and tourists. I don't think that that's necessarily true. Yeah, I don't think that's true. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, basically, his point is, if you're a tourist, you would vote fast pass and standby. If you're local, you're virtual queue. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't know. But well, Or would it be the other way around? Because local people don't really have to see everything, so they would stand but in the line. Local but people, then tourists ha- would be want to do more things, so they could do virtual queue. Local people don't have that sixty day window for the fast pass, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, Tomorrow Society at Tomorrow Sock said, "I actually prefer a third option, which is just all standby. I know it would lead to long lines for headliners, but they would move as intended." It would actually greatly reduce the weights for attractions like Spaceship Earth, Pirates, Haunted Mansion, and others. So he's think- eliminating Fast Pass and Virtual Queue, going back to old school, just standby. I, my, my thing to him is, we've done that. <laughs> that existed. And yeah, the headliners are going to have super long lines. Like, it's going to be I like wanna, 500 minutes. I don't want to do that. Because <laughs> some people don't go to the line because they don't have a Fast Pass. Now everyone would have to, like, they're either going to wait... Or they're not going to do it. Yeah. So everyone would just go to standby and it would be super long. WDW Scope at WDW Scope said, Standby with FastPass Plus. FOMO aside, resort guests get a minimal weight locked in and day guests can ride it if they really want to. Rise might be a special case as possibly less than 30% of uh, Disney Hollywood Studio guests and I'd guess less for uh, Disneyland Resort get to ride it in a given day. Hmm. So I don't necessarily agree, though, because just because you're a resort guest doesn't mean you have a fast pass for what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even resort guests are having trouble getting some of the fast passes. Yeah. And then um, he said he likes the idea of parks abandoning fast passes altogether and you can get a single boarding pass for a single ride at a time. I'm fine with that. That's like what they do at the, um, the Universal Volcano Bay because mm. they use virtual queue for everything, but you just get one at a time. You go yeah. tap a little well, thing. Volcano Bay has virtual queue. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good system for water parks to use. It is. I agree. I, I've seen a lot more water parks nowadays using virtual queues instead. Yeah. I think it works well for water parks, but I still think it could work for this park as well. Because like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be standing on that flimsy staircase. <laughs> Those wooden, nasty, I know. moldy, wet staircases. <laughs> Everybody with their foot fungus. <laughs> yeah, they are pretty, pretty gross. Okay. We did get a couple voicemails. Would you like to hear them? Yes. Okay, the first kind of ties into something that you were saying. Okay. Um, and I'm going to play that right now. Hey, Monorail family. Just want to get in on the argument about the boarding groups. I kind of don't mind the boarding group because I'm coming in for you know, vacation for a set amount of time. But I could totally understand how locals that are coming in for the day have an issue with them, especially if 
The boarding group starts up real early, 7, 8 in the morning. It's hard to get there that early if you're not staying on property. It's easier in Disneyland if you're staying there because it's easier to walk over to the parks that early. But I could even understand it being less liked because there are a lot of locals in the Disneyland area that are driving from all over, traffic, etc. It's hard to get there that early. Maybe they got to do a little mix, boarding groups and standby lines, so that if you didn't get a boarding group, you at least kind of have a chance. But, man, that'd be a long line, I'm sure. But regardless, I like the boarding group for the new rides, and I guess they didn't really need it for Runaway Railway, which is good. Uh, maybe they'll need it out in California for the new Avengers ride whenever the heck that comes out, but I guess we'll find out when we get there. I don't know when they're going to get rid of the boarding groups. Maybe after the summer, things cool down. Uh, not, not literally in terms of temperature, but in terms of popularity. Regardless, I like I, I like the boarding groups. I think it works. I kind of wish it was a little later. Maybe it started up at 9, maybe 10 in the morning. You know, let everybody into the park first and then open up boarding groups at a specified time. But uh, hopefully they can get the ride working so that more people can ride because it doesn't seem like they're doing a lot of boarding groups with not a lot of people, but I don't know all the real numbers. Love your guys' show. Hope to talk to you guys soon. So that was Adam from hey, Adam. Mouse and Moore. And um, go check out their podcast, Mouse and Moore Podcast. So I like the idea. He has two good ideas. First, why not do a mixture of boarding groups with standby? Why does it only have to be boarding groups? Because that way you're answering the what basically this issue that people have been saying like, well, maybe maybe they're not good with technology. Maybe their phones are slow or whatever. And they still want to have that option to get in line. Fine. Let them do it. Now, that will slow it down. It's going to slow down the throughput. Right. But they could do it and just treat boarding groups as fast pass. Or start it later. And while he was talking, I was thinking about this. What if you just basically started the boarding groups? Like, do, do only standby for the first couple hours of the day. But anyone who comes in could just join. Basically, you say, when you walk in, they've got... Digital boards. You go tap your magic band and you say, I want to ride Rise of the Resistance today. And then, and it's just big, easy to use, user-friendly boards, right? Basically like the FastPass um, kiosk they have now. Right. If you don't want to use your phone. So they have those. And then at like 10 o'clock, it does like a lottery. And it's just like, here are the boarding groups. And it's just totally random. I was going to suggest that earlier. Have it like, you go on your phone and be like, I want to ride this ride. So it picks randomly. Like you get your group in there. Yeah. It will pick random groups and put you in there. As long as you're in by 10 o'clock, you're linked with your party. Just distribute it however. It's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you don't get to do it, but you may not have gotten to do it the other way either. And at least this is totally fair to everybody. And give them like a certain amount of time if they don't get there and they just don't ride it. Mm-hmm. To redistribute that, or you could say, "See, that's why I like the idea of them having to tap in in the park and join the lottery." If you don't like your lottery pick, like your position's two hundred, go get in the standby. Yeah, that's a good point. So I don't know. That's something to think about. So our next call is from our friend Keenan from Part of, Part of Our World Podcast. Hey, friends at Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Keenan from Part of Our World Podcast, and. I wanted to send you a voicemail about the debate between boarding passes and fast passes. You asked, what do we prefer? And I just want to say, I think that theoretically and logistically, boarding passes make the most sense. However, as a non-local, non-annual pass holder, 
you know, non-DVC member, all that stuff, who visit the parks. I think we're lucky. I mean, we visit like every year and a half or so. Um, and, and, and many out-of-towners, even, you know, fewer and far between than that. That as someone who has like just one trip every once in a while, and especially like our next trip is, is two days long, that there's just so much anxiety that comes with the boarding pass system. You know, you just don't know if you're going to ride it or not. At least with FastPass in advance, I can know if I'm getting a FastPass or not. Or like our last trip, I didn't get Slinky Dog FastPasses the day that we booked our FastPasses. But over time, I was able to keep checking, keep checking, keep checking, and eventually we got them. I think if there was a way to guarantee that that you could be, that you're boarding, like, I don't know how you would guarantee it. But maybe something along the lines of, this is crazy talk, but something along the lines of, if you, you know, when you scan in your magic band when you're walking into the park, and let's say they let people in an hour early or whatever, that it's just this ticker. And instead of like this random lottery that comes up that it's just, hey, when you come in until we are done doling out the boarding passes for the day, you get one as long as you're in, in that first wave or whatever. Because then at least I could go super early, which I would. I would do whatever it takes to make sure that I get that. Whereas right now I can show up super early and have just as much of a chance getting in as the person who shows up 15 minutes before it opens. And it's just luck of the draw. And it's super scary to me. So for that reason, right now, I think I favor the fast pass system, but it's just because that, that works and makes more sense for me. Uh, I love to see them do some sort of a combo. I don't know how that would ever work, but that's what I would like to see happen. Anyway, that's all I have to say about the matter. I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say. Bye. Thanks, Keenan. Well, I understand why um, Keenan would want to be able to select FastPass because he's right. Like, they're only here for a couple days. At least if they release some FastPasses, he'd have a possible opportunity mm-hmm. to snag one. Maybe they do. Maybe they at, like start issuing a few fast passes, you know, early for for people who have reservations, and then the rest of them go out by boarding passes. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but good point. I mean, mm-hmm. it is people feel very anxious because they all want to ride the um, rise ride. It's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but then they're everybody's trying to ride it, and everybody can't. Yeah, it's true. And I messaged with Keenan a little bit after he sent the, this voicemail, and I was saying, I do think the answer is somewhere in the middle. It's It's got to be a combo of what we're doing today, and, you know, I, I also don't think there's a one-size-fits-all answer. I think that everybody's going to be disappointed. Well, some people will be disappointed no matter what you do. Well, and, yeah. And you, you're not going to please everybody. I actually like the fact that right now, you don't have to get there at 4 a.m., And you have a chance to ride rides. Right. Yeah. Because that was rough. Yeah. So I actually like the fact that everyone who arrives by like 7, 730 has the same shot. Now, I get that it's random, but I don't know. We Also, we've been lucky in the fact that every time we've done it, we've got a good boarding group and we've been able to ride. Right. So maybe I'm biased because of that. But also, like, you know, we did the whole more than once for something in Galaxy's Edge. Get there at like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And it's for the birds, man. Yeah, that that makes a 
a really long, rough day. Yeah. And it's almost like you can't catch up from it either. Yeah. Like I imagine people who get up that early that are on vacation there. So, cause Allison and I did it mm-hmm. and we had to go back and take a nap yeah. cause we were tired. But even that evening we just were tired, you know, it's like we couldn't catch up from the fact yeah. that we had to get up at four. So imagine you're there for just a few days right? and one of those days you decide to get up at like four or 5 AM and go do this. It could mess up. A lot of your schedule. Yeah. So, I don't know. I remember staying and then not worrying about getting up early and hanging out at the hotel before we le- left. Mm-hmm. That's, it's fun staying at, on property. <laughs> not whenever you have to get up at 4 a.m., though. <laughs> right. We need to stay on property again. Yeah, we should. I don't know. I... I, I don't think we settled anything today. I think the debate rages on. I just think that... And, and I do think in order for boarding groups or virtual queues or whatever to really work, it has to be basically every high demand ride in the park would have to do it. Yeah. And then it starts to become more leveled out, I think. But yeah. I don't know. And you're all in luck. If you're feeling anxious and you're worried you're not going to get rise, then you could get in line for the runaway railway. Railway. It's hard to say. But you can get in line for that. And let me tell you. It's pretty freaking it awesome. Is. It's good. It's a very good ride. Yeah. Well, this has been a good discussion, I think. And if you have any thoughts, you know, I know that the deadline to make it on the show today is passed, but feel free to comment. Reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Who knows? If, if you've got a good take, I might include it later on in a future show. So Yeah. And don't go away because we have some really special guests. Stay tuned. Coming up next is the grand finale. Just like the grand finale of Runaway Railway, you're not going to want to miss it. We'll be right back. We want to bring in our special guest for today's episode right now. They are friends of the podcast. They've actually made a previous appearance on the show. I believe it was episode number 44, in which they convinced us that we need to start planning and putting away that money and buying into DVC immediately. And who else could do that better than DVC experts? You may know them as DVC Duo. We know them as our friends, Serena and Nate. Nate and Serena, welcome back to the monorail. Hi, guys. Thanks hey. for having us back. Hey, so happy that you're here, and we are excited to talk to you because you invited us along on a very special event, DVC only, and you know how I like ex- exclusives, and uh, we're going to talk about what we did shortly, but before we get into that, I wanted to give you guys a chance to talk a little bit about your blog, because I think on the previous episode, we did talk about it a little bit, but it's been a while, and I want people to know the kind of quality product they're missing if they're not downloading or subscribed to get the updates of the DVC Duo blog. So how's the blog going? What what uh, what kind of content is out there for those that are hungry for the Disney knowledge? Well, clearly you got the check that we sent you. Thank you so much for the <laughs> kind words. Um, I guess we know who our favorite, you know, Disney podcast uh, <laughs> fellow members are. Um, the blog's going well. Nate's uh, cranking out a ton of content going really well truthfully i was i was just thinking i haven't read this week's content yet but he's always got something good up his sleeve <laughs> yeah we're doing a bunch of good stuff we're doing you know 
different guides, different reviews, and we dabble in sarcasm around news. So uh, <laughs> if you like a good sarcastic joke here and there, or weird reference, check out the news. It's uh, our Say What section. Yeah, we were just down a couple of weeks ago, so we did quite a bit on the Festival of the Arts. Mm. Some yeah. dining reviews and some art, um, I guess, event reviews, so check that out. Yeah, we'll get some more good food reviews coming uh, over the next few weeks, too. So That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, if you're a person who, like us, you're obsessed with those tasty treats that you can get around the Walt Disney World Resort, Nate and Serena do a great job of telling you, like, what is out there, what recommendations they would give you. There's a lot of great food reviews, especially around these uh, festivals where there's all these pop-up food booths and you need to maybe be a little bit more targeted about what you're trying because you can't try everything. I can. (laughs) I try to try everything. (laughs) Well, For the ambitious people, you can try everything. You can. Put your mind to it, Justin. I think, you know, (laughs) step it up a little. I got to believe in myself. You got to wiggle your toes and then the food moves there and you get more space. Remember the Kobayashi shake? There you go. You got to do the Kobayashi (laughs) shake. Jump up and down a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, Sam? No. He was the guy that kept winning the Nathan's hot dog eating contest every year. And so, you know, you, you dip the hot dog in the water, you jam that thing down your throat, and then you got to shake it down. I'm doing it right now. I know you can't see it. (laughs) It was pretty impressive. His technique was, it proved to be very effective. Yeah. It worked for him. I can't imagine eating like that though. Well, I think it might be a good technique to learn though, if you were going to try to eat all the food at one of these festivals, we've got another one going on right now. Of course, we're into the flowering garden festival, which has just started up. Let me ask you this, Nate and Serena. I have heard from others in the Disney podcast and Disney content creator community. They believe the food at Festival of the Arts is the best food of any of the festivals all all year long. What's your opinion on that? You know, I have to say this was my first Festival of the Arts, and I I kind of agree. I thought that the creativity of the food choices was what was most impressive. Mm -hmm. I mean, certainly, you know, food and wine festival is awesome because there's such a plethora of choices and the diversity is really neat, but gosh, they, that deconstructed Reuben was just amazing. It was good. I mean, you've never had anything like that. So I'm kind of with them. I think the flower and garden festival is a strong second too. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got a lot of really interesting themed foods and, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Food and Wine Fest may have a run for its money. Wow. Yeah, definitely. I would agree. I mean, overall, I think they have less booth, so they can actually focus on making better food. Yeah. You have so many options at Food and Wine, it's hard to make everything great, where I think the Festival of the Arts, they made everything really, really good this year. Yeah. I didn't have anything really bad at all. So it's more of like a quantity versus quality kind of argument. I I can see that. Well, yeah. in the creativity and the artistic... Uh, designs of the food oh, yeah. and stuff. It looks stuff. beautiful. Like th- that stuff is Instagram food, right? Oh yeah, there, you know, Insta worthy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that sushi donut. Oh yeah, yeah. it's awesome. It is absolutely designed for Instagram. Well, maybe everything except for that figment drink. That mm, that might have been a misstep. <laughs> what was the figment drink? Oh, was that the the black raspberry something? It, or? Well, what I heard was it was like a sparkling Dasani, and they put some boba balls in there. But but really, it was all about the look of this thing. And uh-huh. without being a little too blue, people who initially were taking pictures and showing this to the Instagram and Twitter world, it did look a bit phallic. So, uh. yeah. <laughs> Is that going to make it on the podcast? I'll leave it because that's not dirty. Is okay. That, I tried to use. Kids don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. Google so. all though. 
<laughs> that one's for the adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not like with an F kids. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, I'm I'm excited to go back to Flower and Garden this year. Um last year was my first time visiting a Flower and Garden fest, so I'm excited to do it again and try the food they've got. But we'll have to see. We'll have to do a in retrospect after Flower and Garden's over and compare what we had to what we had during Festival of the Arts and McKenna and I have already started. You, oh, yeah. You kicked it off this yeah. weekend. <laughs> so the food is good. FYI, Dad. I know. <laughs> I was too busy trying to ride we a brand new we were ride. shopping. <laughs> we, McKenna and I are like, let's go. Let's eat something like immediately when we get into the showcase. Yeah. And we hit Canada first and we were like, oh, scallops and beef dips. We're in. Oh, yeah. 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 Ooh, that they sounds do. good. That's a good one. It was yeah. awesome. I would say probably, I think it might have been in January, you guys reached out to us and you told us that there was a special DVC event coming up and you were so kind to invite us to come along as your plus two to the DVC Moonlight Magic 2020 at the Animal Kingdom. And there were actually three dates for this. There was January 21st, February 11th, and February 25th. And... um we love the animal kingdom. We enjoy a good after hours party. And as I've said many, many times, I'm all about exclusives. Mm-hmm. I mean, that obviously is one of the biggest draws for me when I think about like joining DVC because, you know, we don't necessarily need a place to stay to visit Disney. We live here, but I love the idea of having access to these kind of events. So it was pretty much a no-brainer when you invited us to come along that we wanted to do this. And especially because we had done after-hours events and special ticketed events at Magic Kingdom, but we've never done an after-hours party at party at any other park. First of all, thank you all so much for yeah, inviting us so to go nice. along. You're most welcome. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for coming with us. I mean, Yeah, we had fun. It was yeah. more fun than the last time we went. Oh, it was so good. It was fun. So let me ask you this question. Was this your first Moonlight Magic event? I know the answer. No, it was not <laughs> actually our, well, my third and Serena's second. Okay. So where were your other two, Nate? My other two, we did Animal Kingdom before. So okay. the two of us went to Animal Kingdom a couple of years ago. And then last year, actually Sam with us to uh, yep. Magic Kingdom. I forgot about that. I went. Ha ha. This was your second Moonlight it Magic was my event. Second. What, what is this? I, I got to do it twice. Yeah. You guys are so nice. I mean, I know Serena, you had to work, I believe is yep. why you couldn't come. Yep. And so I went and uh, Jeremy and Rhonda from Main Street Magic were there. So, okay, well, now I'm jealous again that you got to do that. But um, let's talk a little bit just about the Moonlight Magic events in general. So these are exclusive for DVC members, but obviously you get to bring us normies. It, you know, do, is it, do you get a plus one for every DVC member? Is that how it works? Uh, you get plus four. Plus four. So every DVC member gets four additional you know, passes oh, okay. so between the two of us since we're both members we get eight if we oh, want to okay oh wow so you could bring three additional people each correct correct yeah okay okay and did you have to pay anything for the special event no well we had to buy dvc <laughs> <laughs> that's you're they right you one way or the other that's how you're paying no, in but it, it's free okay so all already out of the gate better than an after hours event because you're yeah. getting it without having to pay anything extra but Let's talk a little bit about some of the things going on. Like, what kind of experiences can you expect to have at a Moonlight Magic event? Wait, hold on. Oh. We have to say one thing, though. When we got in there, 
We all went to the bar in Africa, and Serena and I won already at that point. Because <laughs> yes. that lady gave us a whole well, cup of vodka with a splash of soda on top. Yes, she did. <laughs> I planned on getting to that. I was just laying the groundwork here. I just wanted that to be clear okay. in the very beginning that we that won. was a special DVC pour. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, a, you're here for a long night, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. We were like, this is a one-drink night after that. Yeah. And we're done. Very good. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm done. Go ahead. Tell us about it. <laughs> So it's definitely, so it's just for DVC members and their guests. And so the, the crowds are significantly reduced. So, you know, just enjoying the park without feeling like you're crowded is awesome. And then they also have limited character uh, meet and greets, which is different than the ticketed events because I've noticed particularly well, we did the villains party and there were no characters. Mm. And um, I don't think there's characters at the Mickey parties, right? There's characters at the Mickey party, yes. You can meet like Jack and Sally for Christmas mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. So yeah, they have those characters there, but they're more crowded. So okay, they are crowded, right. Yeah. So that you get, there's tons of characters though at the, at the Moonlight Magic events. Um, and then free snacks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is nice. And that's pretty much it. I mean, that's yeah. a lot, but that's, that's all I can think of. Well, you and to add on to that, for sense. Justin, it's even more exclusive as you need to be a Blue card right. member of DVC. Ah, yeah. See, that's an extra level of exclusivity. You have I to explain it. what that is. Oh, sure, absolutely. So the blue card means you bought a minimum number of points from Disney directly. Okay, and that number continually changes. I think it's a hundred right now. Yeah, um, and they change it based on their you know every year. It kind of goes up a little bit. Yeah, I think they've settled at a hundred for the past two years. Okay. okay. Yeah, so that's a good point because you can certainly buy into DVC contracts through the resale market. If you do that, you don't get access to stuff like this, do you? Correct. Correct. Yeah, see, we can't do that. No, I know. <laughs> I already it is a cheaper option. I mean, if you're just looking to get into yeah. DVC, you can certainly find contracts for cheaper than you could buy them from Disney, but uh, you're not going to get that blue card. Yep. So we got to get the blue card. I I agree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Same page. We've we been on Riviera if you guys want to be neighbors. Yeah, we should do it. Oh. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm interested in seeing what uh, reflections is going to look like. Oh yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. So uh, no comment on that one. Okay. The retirement community is uh will be open soon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what that means. Take reflections, the retirement community or the uh, rehab center kind of feels like you're like, re- re- oh. reflecting on your, your, your past. That's true. Well, I thought you were excited about reflections. Isn't this supposed to be the rebirth of river country? It's kind of remote though. If Didn't you, you write an way. article about that? I did write an article about that. Yes, I did. It is a weird name. It sounds like it should be a spa or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, it I is like- very remote though. It's kind of in the middle of like the, um, the wetlands. Uh, I could just imagine mosquitoes being a problem, but hmm. that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I'm with Nate. It sounds like a rehab. Riviera. Yeah. You you would prefer Riviera? You think? No, no. I'm saying reflection sounds like it's a rehab facility. Oh, okay. It's like you need to reflect on yourself when you had better times before you started <laughs> the crap you're doing right now. Or maybe it's like. You should think about how much money you've spent to be here. <laughs> yeah. and Why don't you just sit right here in this beautiful chair and just think about all the money. As those mosquitoes suck all your suck blood. Suck the blood out of, yeah. Zika. Ooh, it's, yeah. Remember when that was a craze? Remember yeah, Zika? Oh, I remember Zika. Every year we get a new craze. Uh-huh. 
We I'm all just, have Corona. I'm just thinking about like how symbolic it is that you're sitting at a DVC resort thinking about how Disney's taking your money and mosquitoes are literally oh sucking God, yeah. blood out of you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very Those similar. mosquitoes were designed by Disney. <laughs> yeah. And I say this while, like, tongue-in-cheek, Disney's taking your money. You're willingly handing it over. You made that choice. but And you don't even know what's happening. That's the thing. Like, (laughs) like, wow, that was so fun. And look how much it cost. (laughs) But you love it. In the moment, it's terrific. Yeah. And then you get access to fun events. And they're like, see, it's okay. We'll we'll let you meet characters. Here's a free Mickey bar. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit about on day of... Sam and I got to Animal Kingdom a little bit before you guys arrived, and this is something we haven't really gotten much into, but we were trying to decide, so I thought we were going to need to eat before the event, so Sam and I were kind of bouncing some ideas off of each other, and we were like, should we go to Flame Tree? And she's like, nah. Should we go to Statuli? Nah. And I was like, well, we always love Nomad Lounge. We know they got good ribs. Let's go on over to Nomad Lounge. What we didn't realize was that we were going to be dining with Joe Rohde, who was there. And that was amazing. You guys should have gotten there just a tiny bit earlier. We kind of missed it. We were over at the um, sauna. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Having that bread service. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Five breads and 15 dips. (laughs) Oh, so good. Uh, And the naan. Yeah. On that is so good. But the main thing I wanted to say, and I'm not going to say, because he actually, he talked to us for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Like, he gave us a good portion of time. He was so kind and friendly and warm. And that's the main thing I wanted to say about like that interaction that we had with him was that he probably gets approached by people constantly, especially when he's in like the animal kingdom. And he he was like so um, informative and, and he shared a lot about like some things that like like his thoughts on the park and Nomad Lounge and different things like that. And it was really interesting. But I would just say for somebody who probably gets pestered and interrupted while he's eating and all kinds of things like couldn't have been nicer. So nice. So if you were ever wondering, oh, I wonder if Joe Rohde's a nice guy in person. He absolutely is. Took pictures with us. Super cool. Yeah. So so that was a cool start to the night, which wouldn't have happened if we weren't invited. Well, and actually, we wouldn't have gone to eat there if it weren't for you guys. Because whenever yeah. you told us that you get a quick service with the evening, yeah. I was yeah. like, let's not spend money. Let's get that free quick service. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for reminding me, because that's actually part of why I mentioned it, because that was another reason we decided on Nomad Lounge, because I was texting with Nate, and he was like, well, you do know we get a free quick service meal as part of this event. And I was like, oh, I had no idea, actually. <laughs> so so we knew I we didn't need to eat that too. much. That was new this Is that new this year? It was new last year. Okay. We didn't do it last year with the Magic Kingdom when I went, but this time we made sure to plan out time to... Get a bite because it's important. Might been the vodka, but we we found time to eat. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Last year we didn't do that because we were all too busy at Tambu Lounge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So so lounging pre Moonlight Magic is a is kind of a it's a thing. That's a thing now. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should have. I I didn't. I guess I had forgotten we got a free quick serve, or I just didn't plan it right. But we will do that better next time because we ate that full bread service and I was too full for my free quick serve. Yeah, yeah that's okay. I think okay. we. I mean, I st- I stuffed it in there, Kobayashi <laughs> style. Yeah, I was totally eating your chips too. <laughs> I- I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah. So once you guys arrived, we met up and kind of around the tree of life, and then we headed to check in, and that's where they actually gave us our vouchers for the meal, and we got wristbands and all that. Um, that's when we decided we ought to kick this night off with a drink. <laughs> so we decided to head over to Africa 
And um, what is the name of that bar? It's over there. Dawa? Is it Dawa Bar that we went to? I think that's what Yeah, it that's it. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So Because I confused the two. I do too. And it has a full like bar. Yeah. Yeah. Full bar. So that's something to keep in mind. If, if you're looking for like a mixed drink or something, not something like a, a super sweet pre-made, um, what do they call it? The Explorer's Margarita or something that oh, I yeah. like that multi-layered thing. I love that thing, but it is super sweet. I can't. Um, a Disney concoction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you want something a little less Disney. <laughs> yeah, you can do that at the Dawa Bar. So that's where we started the yeah. evening. Oh, and while we were doing that, Rivers of Light was getting ready to start. And Nate told us that there was going to be a special Rivers of Light presentation later for the just the DVC people at 1030. So we, we didn't even realize that that was going to be something. It, it's pretty cool that they do like an additional showing of that so yeah. like exclusive for the dvc folks yeah so yep. we didn't bother to stop and watch and we didn't bother to stop and watch the exclusive one either because it's rivers of light no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fine yeah we just decided to buy waters so that way we could chug them really fast and put that cup of vodka in there <laughs> <laughs> there was no way we were finishing that in the open cup that's for sure yeah, yeah. Then we decided to get on the primeval whirl. <laughs> oh, we did make that well, mistake. Because <laughs> nothing says uh, whiplash and like, the primeval whirl. <laughs> the, it, the drinks did help. I think it got us all loose, loose so that yeah. we didn't suffer from too much. Yeah, yeah. my body know, was strained. No whiplash. No whiplash. Yeah. No, that was good. We we did that. We did we did so much. We rode so many rides. Like honestly, what did we miss? We missed Kali River Rapids, but we weren't going to do that anyway. No. But aside from that, like we got to do the Kilimanjaro Safari, which went on yep. later than typical. It was totally dark when we did that. Safari oh, it was night, really dark. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh-huh. And Primeval World is closed, so they opened that up. Oh, yeah. You're right. They opened that up for the, the event. Just for the okay. event. Much yeah. to Nate's delight. Yeah. I was very happy the with that. The rest of us were a little upset. <laughs> I was like, surely this can't be open. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess um, my only disappointment, but I get it, is that like Festival of the Lion King wasn't going on during the event. Yeah, I agree with you. I would uh, that would be something, you yeah, know, because the shows are hard to get to, especially Festival of the Lion King. So busy these days. Yeah. It is. It's because well, it's the best. Yeah, for good reason. It it's a great best, show. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't get to do that one, but it would be like I can imagine that would be really fun to be in like a low, like a low capacity, low crowd to see that show. That'd yeah. be yeah. really cool. But I mean, really, honestly, did we wait for anything? Like we walked on everything. Yep. The, the most yeah. I think we waited was like Flight of Passage, and that was still basically walk yeah. on. Yeah, that we kind of well, walked through. That in Dinosaur when we discovered the hidden Mickey. Oh, oh yeah, That's yeah, but true. that was us just talking we were to that yeah. cast member. <laughs> she was very informative. She was. Yeah, that was pretty cool because you know our after hours experience, and even at ticketed events that we've done at Magic Kingdom. I mean, for the popular rides, you're still waiting. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Even when we've done the, like when we did Not So Scary or we did Very Merry, the, the line for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train didn't go under 45 minutes. No, and I'm not going to stand there for that. Well, especially when you can do everything else, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and you're missing out on snacks and treats and whatever, you know, like you don't want to wait for it. I just expect for something like that, the crowd ought to be such that you like exactly what we experienced here where you can walk on. Yeah, whatever you want. I would like that. I mean, we spend extra money to go to these ticketed events pretty much to eat the food and drink the drinks because the lines don't go down that much. Especially at the parties. Yeah. The parties are 
very busy all the time now. Yeah. Like the Halloween party and the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. They keep adding more and more people, I feel like, and it's more and more packed every time we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Compared to the DVC Moonlight Magic or even the after hours. Yeah. Well, one of the things we noticed too, because we did the villains um, after hours party, you know, they when they start your time, the park is still full. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people in line, they're in line, yeah. you know, so your first hour of this ticketed event that you've spent money on is the lines are packed yep. because park goers are still there. So I kind of feel like they need to start clearing people out an hour in advance to your mm-hmm. ticketed time so that when you get there, mm-hmm. then the lines are lower. That's yeah. what they do in the DVC one. That's what they yeah. do in the DVC ones. They, they really aggressively like clear people out. Well, actually, no, the park closes a full hour before a full hour before the event. Yeah, that's nice. Park- yeah, the park closed at eight that night, and the event started at nine. So we had an hour just yeah, to kind of nine. wander around and yep. check things out. And they cleared the lines out for like Fly of Passage and Everest. And by the time the event started, it was good to go. If you only have a ticket for the party for the DVC Moonlight Magic, like what time would they let you in if the party started at nine? Is it at eight or earlier? It's usually, I think, like three or four oh, okay. beforehand. So you can get in earlier, and it also includes your, I think, your parking as well. Okay. So if you're going to the yes. event, you don't have to pay for parking. As a D- if, if you're a local DVC member, meaning yeah. you don't have a hotel booked or anything, yeah, you're just showing up. Yeah, you can get parking for free and in, in, in early if you don't have a park ticket. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and just a little tip: if you're ever doing an after hours party and they still have a lot of guests in there, they'll let you if you show them your band go into the fast pass line. Oh, oh! Yeah. They do that. They do that, but it still slows stuff down. It does slow stuff down, but you can get in fast pass lines. Yeah, so that oh, was I didn't know that. That's good to know. That was my biggest complaint about the after hours that we did last year, last summer at Magic Kingdom, because it was almost eleven before everybody was. Yeah, gone. it it. Yeah, yeah. We only basically had like two hours of the park being low crowd, and even that wasn't low crowd. Yeah, they they didn't try to get people out at all. What I did notice when we did the villains event was they actually were trying to get people out earlier. Um, they started having people stationed, like you know, cast members in different entry w- ways, like to the different lands, and they were saying, "Show me your wristband," and you, they wouldn't let people buy. And that happened like before the party started. They didn't do that for that first after, after hours we went Mm-mm. to. Yeah. Um, so I think it got better, but they still sell so many tickets to those things that yeah. it's still. I mean, it's like a going to the park on like a. If you're if you're talking about it on a scale of one to ten, it's still like a four probably yeah. in cr- of crowd at least. Plus, oh, yeah. it's so darn late. Yeah. yeah, like really starting an event at ten p.m. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, like, no I was it was I was turning into a pumpkin. I was so <laughs> I was like so mad that we spent the money. I was like I can't even keep my eyes open. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Come I- on, Disney. That's I'm when like in bed around like nine thirty, ten o'clock. Yeah. So <laughs> that's when it's a good time to go have a nap at somewhere like uh, Carousel of Progress. If you're Sam, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get go. it. Like, why do people love it? It's so weird. <laughs> it's great. I know. Everybody get mad at me. I've never done it. It's you don't need to. It's mm. not. Good. I know. Justin's eyes were just like what? Well, it's it's interesting. I mean, I I think it's one of those things where like on a really busy park day. Where a day where Buzz Lightyear has a two-hour wait or something. Like, there's never a long line for Carousel of Progress. And I think it's just kind of cool to see. Because it's... I mean, that... I like seeing things that Walt had a hand in. And that Mm -hmm. was, like, something he touched. So, I think it's cool. 
I don't know. Next time you come, Serena, you and I can sit through it and well, I'll I'll You'll like, nap. nap while you watch, and then you can tell me all about what you think. <laughs> I, I will. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I get I get why people think it's boring, but I also am a nerd about Disney stuff, so I like it. I wanted. I mean, to th- I'm pretty nerdy about Disney stuff too. I take offense, sir. I'm just mm. kidding. I don't really. I don't care. Mm. <laughs> I don't think you're on my level. <laughs> Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the character interactions. We didn't actually decide to meet any characters because we were too busy walking on rides and eating at Satu Lee Canteen. I know. But um, they did have some rare or harder to find characters that you could meet up with uh, located around, especially in Discovery Island. So they had, I mean, on a typical day in Animal Kingdom, you can meet Doug Russell um, and Kevin. They're around. But they had... I don't know if Carl is always a person you can meet. No, I didn't know he was there either. But, but he was no, there. I've never no. seen him. Yeah. Usually has a scooter, I think, too. I think <laughs> I've seen pictures of him when he shows up riding that little uh, ECV kind oh, of Oh, that's cool. That's it has, like, funny. stickers on it and everything. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be pretty neat to meet him. So that's a little bit more unusual. They had Jose Carioca and Panchito. Oh, you never get to meet them. Yeah. yeah. You can oh, dance with them, though. My buddies. Yeah. Uh, Baloo and Mowgli. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what, is Mowgli like a real person just with a wig on and a diaper? Well, we didn't meet him, so I don't know. But I was kind of <laughs> thinking that, too. Yeah. Like I would, I would a, imagine. Is it a teenager? Because that's kind of weird if you yeah. think about it. Because Mowgli's supposed to be like a boy, not yeah. an adult. Do you think it? maybe they have him wear like a like a onesie kind of a thing? I don't know. That's weird. Maybe though. it's like an Edna Mode situation. You know, could where be. they just put his head on? Yeah, could be. While you Google that, Sam's going to look for a disturbing image. Tarzan, Jane, and friends were there. Uh, Coda and Kanai from Brother Bear. And then Pocahontas and John Smith. And we, like, they don't have everything listed. I can tell you that. Because we saw some characters walking around that definitely, like, we saw, for sure, we saw um, Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, we saw Jiminy. Oh, she found him. Uh It's definitely definitely, a... Teen who kind of looks like a kid in a, a onesie, like a bodysuit. Ty- body it is, and he's wearing red gym shorts. It looks like. Oh yeah, well that's just weird. <laughs> but it looks very much like him. Yeah, it works. Or a I lifeguard. Yeah. yeah, it it is a lifeguard. He's that, basically a lifeguard. Yeah, Stranger Things lifeguard. Come on, Timmy. <laughs> I wish I would have met him. <laughs> he needs a whistle. No running at the pool. That's crazy. <laughs> now, the question is, is that creepier or the Jack Skellington meet and greet? I don't know. I think a half-naked kid. <laughs> he's not naked. He's <laughs> covered up. I mean, he's covered up in a bodysuit, body but you're supposed to. He needs a Florida robe. Right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> he just come to my neighborhood. We have many. <laughs> yeah, lots of characters around. We ended up. I feel like there was somebody else we saw when we were eating our Mickey bars there at the end of the night. Oh, yeah. We saw John Smith, which was cool. We did see John Smith. Which yeah. I hadn't seen before. But Who else did we see? They were like walking right by us because I guess we were standing where the characters like go out and have their breaks or whatever. But they all were exiting. But that's where we saw Jiminy Cricket go by. And then some somebody, I can't remember. Anyway, all I'm saying is the ones that are listed are there, but there are extras yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that ice cream bar was oh, right yeah. there. Free ice cream bars all around. And that's always 
one of my favorite things about the parties. I man, I get my money's worth out of those ice cream bars usually. Oh yeah, it's like unlimited ice cream bars mm-hmm. and popcorn. Ah, and sodas. Yeah, no, the sodas are bottled. Yeah. Is that for the after hours or for the DVC? DVC too. Okay. I think I thought. Yeah. That that sounds right. I don't know. I think it was sodas. A lot of good stuff. It was awesome. We had such a good time. Yeah, we're looking forward to. I think the the next one is Hollywood Studios going to be going when we go down again. In September, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. So that <laughs> not trying to invite myself if you no, guys you need invited. a guest. <laughs> yeah, we would totally be down for that because now that is a whole we were just actually talking about this yesterday because in Hollywood Studios it was very busy yesterday. And um of course most people they were there like they were waiting on their boarding group for rise or they were there to ride the runaway railway. But we were just having this discussion about now that the park is i'm going to say quote unquote complete because who knows what else they're going to change out that park would be so much fun to be in with a low crowd at this point yes yes definitely yeah because there's so much new stuff to do and like to be able to do all the star wars stuff without anybody in your way and the toy story land like everything because there are a lot of headliners there now yeah yep so almost everything's a headliner. It's crazy. It, it's crazy to think about the fact that Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror are like down almost on tier B, like compared yep. to all the stuff that's been added now. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because <laughs> those used to be really the only two rides you would go for, and the Great yeah. Movie Ride was always, yeah. you know, I mean, that was always just like a no one's going to be on this ride. We'll just walk on and sit in the cool, yeah. you know, air conditioning. So it's it's wild. And one thing it, it does do, well, that maybe that's another discussion, but I was going to say one thing it does is the, the stuff that's a little bit older in Hollywood Studios now, it's almost sticking out like a sore thumb because there's so much new and cool mm-hmm. like that's been added to the park that now the older stuff is like, eh, it's probably not long for this world. Mm-hmm. Like the Little Mermaid. <laughs> Little Mermaid. That's one. And yeah. I'm not going to say it, but hashtag save the Muppets, I think. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah. I don't know. I, we keep, yeah, maybe that's for another episode, but we have an we article about that. about that. I, it's so good. But, yeah. But so, you're right. It's like a bug's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just uh, the 3D that they're doing for that isn't even as great as the other stuff that's going on in the park. And then. Whenever we went in yesterday, I was like, I really don't want to sit on these seats. Yeah, the seats are gross. It's sticky. God. We actually kind of wondered what they did when they did the refurbishment um, recently because it doesn't, we can't really tell what was refurbished. (laughs) Maybe some paint and probably a projector needed to be fixed. Possibly. It would have been nice if they put new chairs in. Or just clean them up, steam cleaned them or something. Something. But yeah, anyway. That was interesting. So, but yeah, absolutely. We would, if, if you are so kind and we're invited, we would definitely be going with you um, (laughs) because I think that would be very, very cool. And um, yeah, I just, it's stuff like this that I'm just like, holy crap, we sooner than later, we're going to have to join the DVC family. I know. I don't know why we keep putting it. No, because we have a life of we already promised the kids some other trips. Yeah, there's other stuff going on, but because uh. you have financial obligations that are not, you know, yeah, throwing more money at Disney. I know. I keep asking him to find me a money fairy, but he hasn't done it yet. <laughs> Whenever we do it, I think we ought to update our Twitter handle and call ourselves DVC Quattro. 
Ooh, there you go. I like it. I like it. Throw our faces in there. It'd be awesome. That's a joke just for us. It's an internal joke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Nate and Serena. And again, thank you so much for inviting us. And thanks for being our friends. Like, you guys are awesome. Yeah. And we love hanging out with you. And we love having you on the show. So. No problem. It's I, it's just as fun for us too. It's mm-hmm. been fun to meet new people through the Disney community. Yeah, I which I didn't think existed, but this is a strong community, and here we all are hanging out, having yeah. having fun, chatting on a Sunday. <laughs> it's so weird because it's hard to explain to people. Like I'm like, oh yeah, I've got some friends coming in this weekend. They're like, do you have friends who come in every weekend? <laughs> we do. And I was like, I have lots of friends, yeah. but I mean, I don't know some of them very well, but you know. Um, between like you guys and Allison and like Jen and Frank and stuff Jocelyn and and Jocelyn. So it feels like I have friends always here. So, well, and it's great that you guys are, you know, now based in Orlando too, because it's like you get to see everybody when we all come and do all the fun stuff. I know, I know, but I'm like, man, I need to plan like a Disney ladies trip and we all go somewhere like different, like go to Miami and we hang out in South beach. (laughs) (laughs) I'll look I'll, sounds good. I'll uh uncomfortably sit around all those teenagers in my swimsuit. Those, you know? Yeah, all those all those teenagers making all those bad decisions. I know. It's hard to be a parent in Miami because you're looking around going, What are these kids doing? Yeah, we right. did How it. Old are these kids? Yeah. We did it. I wanted to go up to this girl and be like, Honey, you are so pretty, you don't have to act like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it five years, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Cover up a little bit. It'll be all right. Yeah. I'm sorry if your mom didn't tell you how pretty you are, but let me tell you, as a mom, you're beautiful. Yeah. Well, that sounds like that'd be fun. I'm going to plan a Disney guys trip and we're going to Vegas. There There we go. Yeah, baby. Do it. That'd be awesome. It would be. That'd be a lot of fun. And we'll just, you know, we won't do anything. I don't, well, you don't ever have to tell anyone. We'll sit at the pool and relax. In your bathrobe. Yeah. In our bathrobes. You don't even have to tell anyone. That's the whole theme of Vegas. That's true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what's coming up on the blog? What did I write this week? Oh, oh Muppet articles coming up this week. Oh, There's yes. some rumors about it, and you'll be very intrigued by it. Okay. I don't want to spoil it, but there could don't be some it. moves. Okay. All right. There could be some Muppet moves. Ooh, Muppet moves, yeah. Muppet moves. Um, there's also an article coming up on Spaceship Earth. Okay. There's some rumors about that, because what people think's happening may be different than what's mm-hmm. really happening. Mm. So there's a couple teasers for you. That's it's awesome. turning into a beer garden, isn't it? Oh, my God. How awesome would that be? <laughs> I know. <laughs> And you got a beer, and then you just rode. Oh, I would be in for that. Like, or if you're like, go ride around, and each one is a station that you can get yeah. off on. Yeah. And then you get like pork rinds and a beer at one. Beers, oh yeah. And then the next one is peanuts and beer. <laughs> and then at the very last, you get a Mickey ice cream it's, and beer. <laughs> the, the story of the story of human c- civilization told through beer. <laughs> you're you're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, beer does start conversations. A does. lot of them. Beer is a very ancient, uh, very ancient beverage. Yeah. yeah. See. We were just actually talking about how on Living with the Land, they ought to add a new feature where when you get on the ride, they give you a tray, and as you go through, they've got places where you can get some of the fresh vegetables and fruits that they're growing. That so cool. And you just get to sample so it cool. as you go. Right. Why can't I taste that stuff? Yeah. I don't think it's all real. 
What? It's real? Really? No, it, it is. It can't all be real. I mean, they all, they're always so perfectly grown. and That's because they know what they're doing. It's that Disney magic. Yeah, it's Disney magic. I don't know, Serena. I'm, I'm thinking it's real. Maybe one day we should jump off and start touching stuff. We should. Yeah, that sounds like a great <laughs> idea. What could go wrong? Just don't walk in the sand because you can't. No touching the sand. We should the do the behind the seeds tour. Yeah, yeah. That, you could do that. And then it's just like really fun. like you could, you could really put the screws to your whoever your tour guide is yeah. and be like, so is this real? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I'm think it is. Wichita? <laughs> Animatronic vegetables. Tell me, Tammy from Wichita, is this real? <laughs> <laughs> I like this. We're uncovering some real like deep state stuff going on in living with the land right here. Like That's right. Conspiracy theories for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I look I look forward to that article as well. So for, for those of you who want to check out Nate and Serena's amazing blog, and you should absolutely do that, you can find it. And I'm going to let you all give all of your credentials and, and contact info. Don't po- He keeps pointing at me. You know the information. <laughs> so do you. I want to test, test your knowledge. Tell the people. Uh, so it's just DVC Duo um, at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest.com. Yep. It's all the same. So Easy to find. Easy to find. Yeah, I admire that because ours is not. No. Don't Google Nate and Serena. It's you end up finding Gossip Girl. I found out. So, uh, <laughs> awesome. I didn't know that. I, I found that yesterday. I tested it. I'm like, oh, Nate and Serena. I'm like, oh, it's like ten pages of Gossip Girl. I guess it's a couple. Okay. I've so, always thought of Nate as a Gossip Girl. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. I did too, but you know. He's super juicy. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you all so much. We'll definitely have to have you on again soon. And we look forward to that Moonlight Magic of the Hollywood Studios. That sounds good. Looking forward to it as well. All right. As for us, you're welcome. Thanks for being here. We are at Morning Monorail on Twitter. We're Monday Morning Monorail on all of the other things. Our website's MondayMorningMonorailPodcast.com. We're on YouTube. We're on Insta. We don't have a TikTok. Nope. We shall never. Nope. Yeah. Unless Sam wants to start dancing. Nope. (laughs) It's actually funny because when Justin gets on TikTok, the kids are like, what are you looking for, Dad? Because it's all teen girls in crop tops doing dances. (laughs) I'm just looking at my friends who are creators on TikTok. But if I go to the For You page, it is stuff that looks like I shouldn't be looking at it. I mean... It's fine. I'm just like, they are really young. Just be careful. <laughs> I'm, I'm swiping. Swiping. I think it would be hard to have a podcast on TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could do it. They. I mean, you know, I don't know. Could you it's do it? It's just your voices. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I hope I mentioned this earlier in the show, but next week we will have Nick Salcedo joining us, so don't forget oh. to send us your questions. Well, you can do that Twitter. You can do that through the email, mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com, or you could call the voicemail, 407-917-2144. And our live show is coming up March 22nd. Nate and Serena, you guys should dial in. Chat with us. We will. March 22nd. March 22nd. It's a Sunday evening. I hope I'm here. Yeah. I hope you are, too. Landon is going to co-host with us. He committed to it. Okay. So He may be sitting in for me if I have to travel. Okay. So we're going to have the whole monorail crew until the kids have to go to bed because school's the next day. But we're just going to have fun. So hopefully you guys give us a call and we're going to have like questions and, and different topics, just random things. It's going to be a, a more of a freeform show, but I hope that it's a lot of participation from you, our listeners, because that would make it a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Call us. So do that. 
And until then, have a magical week. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all real soon. <laughs>